The idea of this podcast is simple, discipleship. We want to bring the gospel message about how to interact with your coworkers, your culture, your friends, everyone around you in a biblical way, which is, in essence, discipleship. What did Jesus do when he came to this earth? He took the devil's stuff. The Bible actually teaches that the world is becoming increasingly covered with the knowledge of the glory of God. That should change everything in the mind of a Christian. Instead of thinking about all the ways society is failing, we should think about all the ways society must be, as Psalm 1101 tells us, put underneath the feet of Jesus in victory. The Rebel Alliance Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome back to the Rebel Podcast. I'd say as always, but it's only really our second week back consistent this summer. So back for now. Ish. <laughs> Back-ish. Back-ish. the P-Nate and the Pootie. The Rebels In are, Garage Mahal. We're, our, our home away from home. Our home away from home with Wetsy on the, the no, ones and twos over there. The knobs and dials. <laughs> the ones and the twos. I you always say that. It makes me laugh. I don't know. I, I don't it. even know where I got that, but it's stuck in my head. I think it was a, it was a was it a P.O.D.? Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Checking levels. Checking levels. Uh, Fundamental elements of Southtown, POD. There you go. Uh, people might probably people probably don't know this about you, but that you like you're a closet gangster rapper. Totally. So, <laughs> like, you know, it's funny when we were in New York, uh, I found out. So um, I don't even remember what we were doing, but we were coming home from something and Grant found out that I, I like hip hop. And so the girls were having like a serious conversation in the back of the vehicle and Grant and I were just totally like rapping <laughs> to like Coolio, Gangster's Paradise. It was amazing. Let me rephrase that. He likes bad rap. <laughs> yeah, bad rap. You shouldn't listen to Coolio, but, <laughs> but when you do, rock it. Coolio? Coolio. Uh, okay, so did you hear about when he came to London last year? No. So Coolio came to like the every, every in our the city that we're we're both living has a big like music festival thing for like it's called a Rock the Park. It's like five days. They have like one night of rap, one night of metal. Yeah, yeah. And Coolio was there for the rap night, and he was like one of the headliners. They had like Naughty by Nature, uh, Montel Jordan, like uh, people like that, and they each had like so, differing levels of time based on how many hits. But Coolio, <laughs> sorry if I'm making fun of your hero here, but no, no, um, he came. He played for 20 minutes, and he played Gangster's Paradise twice in Obviously. that time, <laughs> opening and close. Obviously. But what's so funny about it is that, like, one, he sounds terrible now, mm. but two, he also still has the same haircut, except that he's bald on the top. Mm, so it's that's like harsh. Cornrows Ooh, on the side, and then bald on the top. It's that's, so good. That's too bad. Yeah. yeah. Don't. Um, don't yeah, like, so I, I shouldn't say it was just Coolio. I mean, we were doing like Beastie Boys, who I know you're a fan of. Beastie Boys are yeah, great. Yeah, there you go. Um, some old school like P. Diddy, but like back when he was actually Puff Daddy, right? B. I. Notorious B.I.G. Like we're talking like bad, I, <laughs> but very good old school rap. See, I like I like Biggie because Biggie. I always felt like you know all the other guys are like thin. And so, like, they're all, like, good-looking and stuff. And so, like, they probably were doing okay without the music. Whereas Biggie Smalls, I felt like if he wasn't, a, like, a famous rapper, he had no shot with the ladies. Like, he had no chance at all. So and, you but, identified. And you're, yeah, yeah. I, but he was also the best of them. 
Like, yeah, he was. Like if you listen of, to like some that of, little crew of uh, yeah, you know, of that um, little crew yeah. for sure. But like even compared to like like the other side guys, because remember that was in the days of like East versus West. Right, right. Um, oh, I remember. Which now it's really like East and West versus everyone else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But uh, he was he was actually the best rapper of the best. Like if you listen to his like like obviously it's not good lyrics, but I mean like. They, they all rhyme. They all like mm. flow together. And you're like, oh, it's, I can see why people got sucked into the, like that kind of music because it's very catchy. Right. Whereas like, whereas like other people are just. I feel like we're going like, to get some messages now about Nate's choice of music. I do want people to know this isn't like what I'm rocking in my minivan with my kids. <laughs> just this is more like Grant, no, Grant like, and Nate are sharing a cigar, <laughs> throwing on some gangster rap and uh, and recognizing um, that we have this. uh Guilty pleasure in common. Let's anyway. Go. Most people who are probably listening to our podcast are death metal fans anyway. Yeah, so. there you go. Fair enough. Um, okay, so we are the Rebels. Uh, this is the Rebel Podcast. Uh, we are part of the uh, Rebel Alliance Network, Rebel Alliance Media Network. Uh, we have Fathers of Faith for Covenant Kids coming out. We have Awakening Reformation. Uh, Redeeming History and um, Podcast for Cultural Reformation are becoming will be coming off their summer hiatus fairly soon. Lots of great stuff. Thank you to all of our Patreon uh, supporters, the patrons who uh, help pay the way for for eschatology 201 etc cetera, etc cetera. patreons yeah don't say that too loud ben emery will come after you um so thank you and go to rebelliancemedia.com check it all out and uh thank you for your support we have a fun episode i think today um yeah. we're kind of getting back to the roots if, if any of you um started listening to the rebels and and went back we've heard from a few people who are going back and re-listening to old episodes we always apologize to them <laughs> there's some painful episodes <laughs> yeah, we didn't hit our stride till about episode 30 <laughs> yeah yeah what episode is this because we we've definitely this hit our stride one, in the last couple of weeks <laughs> 129 i think yeah something like that. i don't that. know how i know that um so anyway uh, we're kind of getting back to the roots. We, we used to talk a lot more about kind of the nerdy stuff that we enjoyed. It was kind of an outlet for us um, to talk about superheroes and Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. And we've kind of gotten away from that as we've found our stride and as we've um, kind of uh, uh, refined our calling to engage culture with a biblical worldview. Um, but today... Uh, Talk about intersectionality, Chris. <laughs> this is where our interest in superheroes and our interest in cultural engagement collide in one big topic. Uh, but before we do that, you had a piece of Rebel News that I thought was fascinating. Yeah. So I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. So part of, part of, not part of the woke culture, but part of this like almost like second enlightenment enlightenment that we seem to be going through right now yep. um, is also the health craze. Um, now we all know, how do you know somebody's a vegan? Don't worry. They'll tell you like, it's one of those things. Like it's, it's big, big fast. Like so, people who go to CrossFit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's somebody who outside of our studio just banged on the door because of CrossFit. Somebody said CrossFit. I want to talk about CrossFit. Um, it's just a thing that they, that's all they talk about. That's why I, that's why I refuse to start running because people who run only ever talk about running. It's like, it's like people who have just had like, just met their like boyfriend. That's all they want to talk about. Like, mm. oh, his eyes are dreamy. <laughs> like, you'd be like that, you, you know those people. That's all they want to talk about. Anyway, um, so, so what? What, what a, about the current there's health? A, uh, there's, this, there's a product that's come out now, and it's 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 catching on. It's called Beyond Meat. You yeah, about this? NW. Yeah, A&W sells it. Tim Hortons, which is like a basically the Starbucks of Canada for for, poor, all of you. for, for poorer people. Yeah. Um, can <laughs> can fair, I say that's that? Fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's yep. fair. Um, now sell it as well. Well, it's interesting. The National Post, which is like one of our big papers in Canada, 
I actually did some research, and here's what they found about the vegan Beyond Meat meat alternative burger. Um, basically, oh, my little thing's not refreshing. I'll, I'll sum it up for you. It's worse for you. It has... <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> so the plant-based burger has more sodium, which is salt, Yep. More trans fats. It's processed Which is the food, bad kind of fats. Which, the, according to the, the document, um, processed foods actually lead to more disease than anything else that we do. Uh, base, and it has more sodium, more trans fats, more calories. A single burger combo from McDonald's. So a Big Mac combo from McDonald's has 795 calories. Which just, is, the, just the burger or the just fries? The burger, oh. Just the burger. That's, um, a that's a lot of calories. <laughs> that's a lot of calories. Um, the Beyond Meat Burger... 990. Oh, my word. <laughs> Just the burger. Just the burger. Oh, man. It has I think 1,530 uh, milligrams of sodium, 990 calories. Um, and that's, sorry, that's the Beyond Meat burger and the salad um, is 990. The McDonald's, the McDonald's one um, is 1,100 with the fries. And with the salad, it's 790, um, gotcha. to be honest, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. Um, that's assuming that, everybody's getting the Beyond Meat burgers going for the salad. You know you're still eating the fries. Well, it's plant-based too, right? It's potato. <laughs> potato. Anyway, so it's like, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's funny, and I want your thoughts on this, because here's how I read this, is I read this as we have tried to make something to correct a, a, a problem that we've identified in our culture, and in our attempts to make something better than how God made it originally, we've made it worse. <laughs> right. But don't you think that's just, that's just the, uh, that's just the effects of sinful humans trying to do things without God's design, right? Like we've done the same thing with, with people, right? You, w- girls who want to be boys pretend that they're boys and, and dress up in dresses and screw everything up. Um, you know, we have, we have people who are playing games with God's design all over the place. And so, I mean, it's funny that it's in a burger now that people thought was more healthy. Hey, it's a plant-based burger. I'm, I'm going to make the healthy choice. And little do they know they're getting, you know, a thousand extra milligrams of sugar <laughs> and, uh, and 200 extra calories. But, um, I think it's, what's interesting is that, um, I think if we go back to just what God's design is, because the truth is, there's a lot of processed burger patties that are really unhealthy for you too with real meat in them. But like in our desire to be healthy, what we should be doing is going back to the way God designed us. And that is just, just eat, eat meat, like eat real meat. Don't eat processed stuff. Don't eat like I I'm all for being healthy and, and taking care of the body that God gave you. But it, it's a fuel for mission, right? It's it's the reason the reason you should be healthy is so that you live longer, so that you can live on mission more, so that you can be more active with your kids and your grandkids and all that kind of stuff. So, but it, I do think this is funny that we just. I was thinking about this recently. So, um, it's funny how all of these things kind of go together, right? A lot of times the vegans are also the environmentalists, right? And what's interesting to me is that in environmentalism, they seem to have caught something that the rest of the culture hasn't hasn't caught. And that is in environmentalism, they say, we, sh- we should just leave nature alone. Be true to the way it was designed without man's interference, right? There's this recognition that the earth, you know, ought to um, be left on its own, Right. Why not apply that to transgenderism? If you're confused, why not go to the way you were designed? Like, like why not just be true to the way that you were designed? Or, or how about, hey, you want to be healthy? 
why not why not go and just eat things the way god intended them to be eaten eat raw vegetables and eat some meat like you know what i mean like so you you try to you get into this whole thing like well we make processed burgers and then we all get fat and so we shouldn't eat processed burgers anymore so we take plants and we try to process them into a burger because what we really want is the burger Right. And so we've, we've gone like three or four steps beyond now and we're just screwing everything up. Like, why not just go back to the way God designed things? Amen. Um, and I don't really care. Eat as much processed stuff as you want. Craft singles are really good to put on your burgers as well. So just do that. It's processed cheese. I'm not, I don't really care about this stuff, but what I'm saying is if, if you want to be the vegan, if you want to be the person who's like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all natural and beyond meat burger was never all natural. Like, who are you kidding? You're just playing games here and you're playing games with, with a way that God designed the universe. Don't do it. Amen. <laughs> and just don't be a vegan and don't be a vegan. <laughs> don't, don't be a vegan. Oh, that's funny. All right. Got any rebel news? No, no, I want to. I'm. I want to jump into this uh, topic because I'm interested in it. So this is uh, Pudi's idea to get us back to our roots. Hit so, me. All right. So basically, what I want, what we want to talk about today is Marvel. So over the last couple of years, Marvel movies have been the the only movies out in the theaters have been Avengers, something to do with uh, Spider Man relaunch, so, Spider Man right, relaunch, Thor, Iron Man, exactly, like Captain they're, America. They're all they're, they're all our childhood stars are now on the big screen. For everybody to watch. Yep, it's a great time. And they're doing very well in the theater. These yeah. movies are huge. Yep. Massive budgets, massive amounts. Well, there's been a subtle shift now that, fa- like they call it phase uh, phases, that uh, has, now that Avengers Endgame has happened, they're moving into a new phase of the, Marvel uni- of the Marvel Universe. And what I find very interesting is that they released all the movies and Marvel's gone woke. So all of the movies upcoming, almost all of them, are female casts. So let me let me run down some some changes that are upcoming. Now, see, I know that they made so they made Captain Marvel a, a female, right? And I remember when that came out, it was a big deal because Captain Marvel is like the most powerful, um, one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe, one of the most powerful heroes, I should say, in the Marvel universe. And traditionally, it was always a man, and they cast. Captain Marvel is a woman for the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking that they were going woke at that time. You're saying they're going more woke. Yeah, that was the, the I like that was I, like the turning point. That was the beginning of the of the, like what I think is the like the beginning of the narrative of like let's go full on woke right. now. The reason I say that is because the Captain Marvel, the movie, the the premise of this is um the oh, spoiler alert um, <laughs> is a, an ultra powerful hero who doesn't realize she's powerful until she just accepts herself and then she becomes super powerful. But so it's very, fe- feminism uh, run, uh, manifesto. There, there's even a line in the, in the early part of the movie cause she's a fighter pilot back in the, back in the day. Well, that's not and, biblical anyway. <laughs> and, well, the male, the male character in the movie says to her, it's called the cockpit for a reason. Like, and he's like making a, like a, a penis joke at her, you know what I mean? Being like women shouldn't be in the cock, in the cockpit. I can't even say the word now. Um, they're making the, the point. And then all of a sudden, like, you Dave's going to bleep that out by the lo- way. <laughs> most likely <laughs> beep, beep, but you just swear. Yeah. On the, but like, and then the movie goes on. She eventually becomes the hero in, a, in Endgame. Everybody's seen it by now. She like kind of shows up to rescue people. And there's a big scene where all the women just start dominating the yeah. war. And then like. Yes, eventually it ends, and a man ends up saving the day. Tony, like Tony Stark, um, Tony Stark ends up saving the day, but he dies doing it. 
Uh, obviously, there's imagery there, but that's fine. But the next slate now, Marvel has gone woke. So let me let me run down some of the changes for you. Okay. Just so that we can all understand what we're talking about. So Captain America is no longer the white ma- a white male. He's now an African American male. Oh wow. Um, now they did they found a way to do it, but like that's that's the new thing. Okay. Do you want me to just save my questions for the end? No, no, no. You can hit me with each one. Well. So Captain America, the whole storyline was that they were the U.S. military was experimenting during the World War II to fight the Nazis, and um, they looked for kind of the most uh, uh, capable hero at the time, and blah blah blah. Now, I, racism was was alive and well in the U.S. in the 1940s, and particularly in I think 1938. If I if my uh, childhood, <laughs> childhood memories serve me well. Thirty nine, but that's when. Yeah, there you go. When he, no, no, when, uh, when, um, he's actually turned into Captain. Anyway, oh, I have no idea. Anyway, um, so are they changing the storyline of it then, or is it like, oh, they experimented on African Americans because they were all racist and? No, he kind of like in in Endgame, he kind of goes back and relives his life and then passes the shield on to this guy. Oh, I see. Um, okay. So, but it's just the idea of like. They're they're taking a, a okay, character gotcha. and then just purposely doing something right. different. I don't have a problem. I don't have, I don't specifically have a problem in that on its own. It's just a, it's just interesting. Yeah, in the grand we don't have scheme a, okay. We the, should say this because I don't know what else you're going to say. You might be talking about a transgender hero, but like on surface, we don't have a problem with any of this stuff. We have or, or at least that like we don't have any problem with Captain America being a black guy. No problem at all. It's just interesting that all of this is happening. It's the culmination of it, not the individual thing. Yes, and that's that's exactly where. Where I want, want okay. to go with this because some of the other movies that are coming out are the new mutants, which is an X-Men. Um, if you were, if you were a Marvel guy, X-Men was huge back in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. Um, it's it. kind of fall, fall, fallen away because the they butchered the movies. Yeah. Basically they, they, they messed up the movies. Um, but the big premise of the X-Men was, it was, was almost like a, a covert M, like LGBTQ right. like movement. It was a, a group of people who is were Is that what different. they were doing at the time? Yeah. That think? was like that. That was really? like their, I never their realized subtle, that when I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't realize that when I was a kid either because it wasn't, it wasn't really that overt. Right. But like, Narrative, but you see what they're doing now. Narrative yeah. changes over time, right? right Whereas, yeah. like, okay, well, that's what I was doing when that's really what weren't what uh, wasn't right. what you were doing. We can't help it. We were born this way. We're different. Don't be afraid of us. Don't yeah, be yeah. afraid. That okay, was like gotcha. kind of their uh, yeah. uh, an, uh, actually. A ooh, I got a really good idea. I'm going to write it down because I want to talk about. <laughs> want to talk about it. After. I love it. So the new mutants is like was kind of their second generation, and in that there will be tra- a trans hero. Oh boy. Um, a lesbian hero, um, and basically somebody who doesn't identify as anything as members of the New Mutants. That comes out. Are there any cis? Uh, <laughs> I have no <laughs> we idea. just learned that term from the California. Uh, anyway, go on. Black Widow will have a movie, which is like okay in itself. That's yeah. not a that's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, we don't know much about those two, um, so I'm skipping. Here's here's another uh, Thor. Oh, yeah, he's the Norse god. The Norse Who's god he? of thunder. Well, it's not a he anymore. Oh. So in the in the movie, I have no idea how they're going to pull this off. Um, his lady becomes Thor, and so again, it's the idea of like right. Thor. Marvel has set up the idea that the person who is worthy can hold right. the hammer. And if you remember, what's actually a- interesting is if you look at the original wording, it's masculine. It's it's we're looking for a worthy man. To, yeah, that's oh, interesting. interesting. So you, I wonder if they would have to go back and rewrite that, or if in the originals they were already woke enough to. Uh, 
Anyway, keep going. Yeah, basically. And then there's a Captain Marvel 2. Um, of and course. Then, uh, there's Fantastic Four. There's an all-female all Spider-Man cast. So they're doing... Uh, Marvel does this thing with multiverses where yeah. there's like different realities. One is where it's just all women. It's the entire movie will be all female Spider-Man cast. So, th- oh, like not the whole world. I was going to say, cause that'll last one generation. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. <clears throat> um, and the, the one that probably takes me off the most is Wolverine. No, it's now a woman. No. Um, now, now, I don't know if you ever saw the Logan movie. They like oh. killed him, and like there's oh, this like little girl Spoiler who's alert. got like oh, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch it. So it's the little girl in it. There's there's a little girl, and she's there, and then there's a Miss Marvel who's a who's a, a newer character who will be coming out. And so my point my point with this is that we have a ge- like a movie generation who I don't I don't want to I don't know the statistics but I I don't know very many girls who are into these movies. I know a ton of guys who are into these movies. Right. I know a lot of women who are like somewhat interested, but that's right. because they're great movies. Well, we have an, an entire generation of men who are going to see these movies who grew up with these heroes. And this agenda, this woke agenda that Disney is now cause oh that's the other thing. Sorry, I forgot to point out the biggest part is because Disney now has control of the Marvel universe. And now phase 4 it's gone woke, just like Star Wars did, where the force is now female. Mm. Disney gets involved and it's gone woke. So we have an entire culture who's grown mm. up loving and identifying with these heroes. And now these heroes are all being changed in ways that were un- uncomfortable in one way, but also not true to the character, right. to, the, to the story. And like, and I individually, I don't have a problem with any of those movies. Like, I don't have a problem if, if in the story that you're telling, Captain America gives his shield to an African-American guy. Obviously. I actually don't care about that. Yeah. That doesn't bug me in any way, shape, or form. Because I, I, the way they've told the story, that doesn't bug me. What, what's bothering me about this thing is that... It has to be. It, exactly. You, you're, you're engineering a, a situation where all of the people that I grew up liking, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, dead, now a woman, right. not, the, not the character <laughs> that it was, it's all new characters... For it's inclusion for inclusion's sake. Right. Thoughts? Well, okay. So uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about um, bad business decisions, right? So Gillette decides to get woke and alienates all the guys who can shave <laughs> and therefore loses $5 billion. Um, Toys R Us gets woke, funds abortion, goes out of business. So bad business decisions... Here's here's another one, right? This hasn't worked with Star Wars. Um, I don't know why Disney thinks it's going to work with superheroes. This and okay, so I have so many thoughts, man. They're just they're just flying through my mind right now. Um, first of all, because they don't accept the binary nature of gender, that God created men and women, and that they are different, equal but different. Because they haven't acknowledged that, because they can't acknowledge that, um, they look at this and they would say, well, women haven't been able to identify with our Marvel heroes for quite some time. Therefore, we're going to make a whole bunch of female Marvel heroes. And they might be thinking the same thing with African-American men and stuff like that. And I, I quite honestly, have much less of an issue with that, right? And like I said, I don't have an issue that Captain America is going to be an African-American man. No problem at all. 
I have more of a problem with making a male character a female character and certainly have a whole lot of issues with the transgender and lesbians and all that kind of stuff. But here's my point is that because they think that way, men and women are just equal in every way, egalitarian, you know, view of the world. They think, well, we should include women. Therefore, we should make female heroes that women identify with. Women don't like superheroes as much as men do. That's just a fact, right? Like, and, and, and people would call that, that sexist. Do you remember the guy who worked for Google and, um, he wrote a, uh, an internal document, sort of a, a uh, not a mission statement, uh, like a, a memo, an internal memo. Do you remember this? Yeah. He was yeah. talking about how to get more women into, uh, programming. Right. And, and, but he ended up getting fired and he was actually like people, he, he became a bit of a conservative poster boy. Um, he wasn't conservative. He was, he was pretty liberal. But the reason he became a conservative poster child is because he got fired from Google for being too conservative for them. But all he was doing was saying men, women are different from men. And so the way to get them into programming is different than the way that gets men into programming. He was all for equality in programming. He was just saying the way you get women interested in this is different than the way you get men interested in this. And that was too sexist for Google at the time. The point in that is that there are certain jobs when I'm like, there are certain jobs, whether it's construction, right? Whether it's, um, traditionally programming, traditionally there are jobs that are more appealing to men because guess what? God made men different than women. And, Amen. and it's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's not insignificant that there are actually far more teachers who are female, right? Because God, guess what? Created women to be the people who are home with their kids, educating their kids. This is how God designed us. And so when those designs come out in interests and hobbies, the world gets it, doesn't have a category to put it in, a woman who doesn't like Marvel because she's a woman. But that's just the reality of it. Boys are drawn to heroes and fighting and superpowers and all that kind of stuff because guess what? The Bible says a man's glory is his strength. Adventure. God gave to Adam the job to name all of the animals, not to Adam and Eve. Why? That adventure, that like that part of it, that was his role in their mutual mandate to cultivate the earth. God created men and women differently. Women will never like Star Wars, will never like Marvel to the same degree that men do. Now that's a generalization. You and I both know women who like superheroes. Absolutely. We both know women who like Star Wars. That's good, that's great, that's awesome. But the reality is, is that generally, because of how God designed us, more men like these things than women. Yeah, it's like the it's like the 80-20, right? right. Like eighty percent of the people who would identify as like a Star Wars nut right. would be would be a dude. Right. 20% might be female, but you're still 80 versus 20% of the, of the audience, right? It's the same right. thing with Marvel. It, in reverse, it's the same thing, same with things like Twilight and things like Harry Potter, where that's more, more predominantly yeah. females that I know that like those things. I know some guys who like it, but like predominantly it's mostly, mostly one other thing. What I find very interesting about this is that Disney, who's now the overall arching company for this, has already tried this and failed spectacularly. In Star Wars? Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Yeah. Did very well. And we talked er about that ad nauseum on this podcast. We did a video. We did a couple episodes where we talked about this. Yeah. Exactly. And they basically... It failed. Exactly. It failed massively to the point where four movies that they had planned got 
ebol- abo- like abolished. It got, they got just dropped. Just cut, yeah. Because they don't, they don't want to risk making a, th- a $300 million movie that nobody goes sees in the theater. Because let's be honest, at the end of the day, profits matter. Absolutely. The last Jedi did... F- Last year I did fine. We've talked about the idea that's the second thing that comes out after it's that what gets comes crushed. out after the thing that sucks. Exactly. So Solo suffered. Right. Well, it's interesting that Captain Marvel. What, never- what's interesting actually about that, if you look at um, whether it's on Rotten Tomatoes, whether you look at um, you know various uh, fan reviews. I'm not talking about the uh, the the people. The the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the bureaucrats who make the the. But um, fan reviews. What's interesting is so Solo is the one that suffered. Uh, Last Jedi did well, but if you look at how they're rated by the actual people watching them, people actually liked Solo. People didn't like the um, the Last Jedi. Yeah. So that's what's interesting, right? So Solo suffered because of the Last Jedi, and the Last Jedi is the one that was just so chock full of wokeness. Yeah, absolutely. And it's what's it's very interesting as well because like we now see this with the Marvel universe, where Avengers Endgame didn't suffer because nobody had seen Captain Marvel yet. Right. Captain Marvel now has has basically had a bland movie that everybody was like, meh, it wasn't wasn't anything because they basically made her devoid of even being a female in the movie. She's like almost like asexual. Like she, there's yeah. nothing sex appeal about her. Which let's be honest, in when they did make her a woman in, in the comics when they relaunched to yep. make her a woman, it, it exudes yeah. her sexuality. Yeah. Um, cause she's very proud of her, her feminine femininity in the comics where in the movie, she was just the most politically yeah, correct. She would rather been she a boy. Was, she was Ray basically like, right. I don't like, you can just look at me however you want. And cause I, I'm right. just a blank canvas for your imagination. Right. That's not, not a, I'm a, not, I, I'm Mary Sue. Exactly. That's the word it was, yeah. um, which that's, she basically is what's interesting, which will be interesting over the next little bit, because this is now the biggest movie franchise out there. This yep. is probably bigger Marvel, than star huh? Wars now. Yep. Um, cause you already ruined it, but Disney and we are now we're going to see the fruits of the woke culture where we say, okay, we have women in charge making these movies. They're they're pushing this agenda. What happens to all the, the people who go to see it? Because I, we've both talked to people who are like, mm, the more this gets pushed on me, I don't identify with it. Because boys, as you said, we identify with these characters because we're at in our nature are to be strong, to be heroes, to be challenging the forces of darkness, to be out there, out there in fight, fights doing these things. That's right. And. It doesn't ring true to us to see a woman who can blow up everybody because she's way overpowered compared to everybody else, like Ray, like right. um, Captain Marvel. A couple more things that are on my mind. Number one, I think part of the reason these movies will not do well, and again, I think I said this last week too, I'm not a prophet, but my prediction is is that these movies are not going to do well. And part of the reason is, is not only because you're alienating your, your consumer base, right? We, we, we've talked about that ad nauseum today, but your, your movies and your heroes don't ring true to the way God created the world, right? So in the original Star Wars trilogy, we all, like all the boys who loved that show, we all identified with Luke Skywalker, right? We wanted to be Luke Skywalker, right? And and let's be honest, it came out at just the right time when, you know, fatherlessness was on the rise. There were a whole lot of young boys who identified with this guy who still didn't have a father, but he still had a purpose in life, still would find a father figure in Obi-Wan Kenobi and all this kind of stuff. And we identified with that hero. We all wanted to be Luke Skywalker. The truth is, I'm older now, so I, you know, it might it might be different for me anyway. 
but I don't like the new movies because I don't identify with Ray. I don't want to be Ray. I can't imagine myself as, as Ray. I'm not in her shoes. She, to me, is not like it does not ring true to the way that the world that God created the world, that this that, that this female character is the most powerful character in the Star Wars universe. And so I think the same is going to be true for all of these Marvel movies, this idea that this isn't true to how God created the world. And so it's going to suffer because it doesn't ring true. And whether you're a Christian or not, right? We both have friends who chastise us all the time for how unwoke we are and how like misogynistic and all that because we say things like this. But the reality is they don't like these movies either. They just can't articulate it in the same way. Exactly. It doesn't ring true to them. It still doesn't ring true to them, but they can't identify why. Or even if they could, they wouldn't say it because they're woke enough not to say it. Not to mention, they can't identify with it, but not to mention, it's also very insulting. If you think about it, Yeah. Um, we have characters who are made like Ray, who men can't identify because they're female, but women can't identify with either because they're not real females. They're basically men with female parts. And so they yeah. basically have made half-breed characters to try to make everybody feel marginally okay with this character. Yeah, like how, how insulting is that to, f- to females to be like, I can't write a good, a good character <laughs> yeah, who's can't. a heroine. A great female character, which is funny because she's a terrible human in real life, but the character itself was actually very well done. Hermione in Harry Potter. Right. Feminine. Yep. Brilliant. Better than the better than the men, but not really as powerful as Harry, but better at all those things because she put the work in. She did all the right. things that Harry wouldn't do. Right. A great character overall. Struggled, was held down, but overcame. All the things that like we should be celebrating and she kept her femininity sacrificed her family to protect right. to protect them all the things that would make a great hero hermione did and they wrote her and they wrote her perfectly interesting a woman wrote harry potter right what is funny now we get we get people like joe Qu- quesada and, Re- and uh, ryan jo- johnson ryan johnson who who are men who are basically having to write yeah. what their version of a woman is and they don't know how to do it. So they just basically make a man with... And well, what's interesting is that it's feminine men writing about masculine women. Like that's... <laughs> that, honestly, like that's what it is. You look at some of these guys and that's what they are. They're effeminate men who are writing masculine women thinking that that's what strength looks like. And it's like, that's not... Like, you're right. How, ins- how insulting is it that... Uh, you can't create a good enough female hero that you just have to make Wolverine, like just take the carbon copy of Wolverine and make Wolverine a girl because you can't come up with a good enough female character or the female characters we have aren't good enough because everybody loves Wolverine. So we have to make the person everybody loves. And the reason everybody loves Wolverine is because guys can identify with Wolverine, right? He's not in touch with his emotions, right? He's, <laughs> he's grumpy, right? He's, he's abrasive. He's got, a beard. <laughs> he's got a beard. Yeah. He's got body hair, right? Like, like all those things we can identify. So they're going to make a female version of Wolverine. And guess what? No women are going to like her. No, no women are going to identify with that character because that character was written as a man. And now they're just, like you said, slapping female parts on. Last thing I want to say about, about this anyway, in case you want to take this conversation somewhere else. So you were talking about the, uh, the mutants. Okay. So I had this thought, remember I said, I'm going to write that down. Is this I wanna, the brilliant yeah, thing this the, right? Well, I don't know if it's brilliant, but let, so in the old X-Men universe, um, Magneto is a bad guy. Because Magneto says, we are going to force everyone else to deal with us. We're going to force them to celebrate us. In fact, to, to hell with regular humans, 
Now is the time of the mutant uprising. Yeah, we're better. It was, it, it's his, we're it's better. His it was Xavier who, who, who foresaw a world where everybody could kind of live in harmony. And whether you're mutant or non-mutant, you know, you had something to contribute to the world and, and all that. So I'm interested in their rewriting of history. Is Magneto now the hero? Because that's the, that's the uh, strategy of the left now. If you disagree with us, to hell with you. In fact, let's silence the patriarchy. Let's silence white males. Let's silence everybody who is part of the oppressor, uh, uh, a part of the oppressors, right? So it, what's interesting is that the, the woke or LGBT mob mentality is Magneto's strategy, right? It's like, let's squash everybody who disagrees with us. They don't want a future where there's harmony. They want a future where everybody celebrates LGBT. There's no diversity because they want everybody that, right? In fact, they would say to you and I, well, gender is still fluid and neutral. You just guys, you guys aren't woke enough to understand it, right? So it's, it's just funny how the left who's pushing the LGBT agenda, who this was all subverted. And so back in the 80s, 90s, this might have been their strategy. But what's interesting is if it was completely rewritten, Magneto would be the hero. Well, it's, it's interesting because they've done that. They've done that through some of their writing over time where they, they, they show the world if Magneto was the, like if Xavier had been like killed or something. Right. And they show a world where it's like very polar opposites between like Magneto's world Everybody celebrates the the mutant culture and versus like this like supremist right wing mutant culture that the other side goes and and like and they bring back the Xavier the equality person is the balance basically between the two and it's very interesting that you say that because that's one hundred percent right yes like if we were to if you wanted to spell it out and like look at it the ideology of Magneto is the LGBT communities like endgame activism yeah like don't exactly don't like every if you disagree with us not only are are you wrong we're better than you anyway right our opinion matters more because we're just superior right. we're more enlightened now in there we're in the in the comic world it's based on power and it's based on a gene but it's interesting like even that little subtle that little subtle thing that yeah. the X-Men does where it's like, oh, it, there's it's the only thing that's way. different is one little gene. There's yeah. a, there's a, I can't remember. The, the gay gene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's like, what they're looking for. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that, and that's where I think a lot of Christians get tripped up is because people, the agenda has been recently with that, with that movement is that this is, this is in the genes. I can't control this. This right. is. And well, like, one part of it. Yeah. Right. The other part of it, the trans <laughs> part of it is, is well, no, this is all fluid and it changes and it's back and forth and all that kind of stuff. They Which just doesn't. Com- yeah. Yeah. combat with the other but it's very interesting where it's like it's the same yeah. same mindset and what's very funny is that in in the in their telling of the world it ends up being what they're accusing the the right of now right. it's very very interesting like this despotic like we're gonna not let anybody into our country like kind of right. kind of world it's very that's super interesting i never i never thought about it um, before okay so marvel's going well pooty what do we do about it Let's stop for a few minutes. Like, what do, what are we calling for here? So we're we're putting our finger on what's going on culturally. We've we've identified some of the issues with it. We've identified maybe the why and where this is going, but also why it doesn't ring true. And then, what do we do about it? Do I, we I, boycott, boycott these movies? No, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think like because I don't think there's anything individually stupid about like an African American Captain America or a, or, or a female Thor. I, I don't think we, a, a boycott necessarily was like. like deserving at this point. I think, I think the better option would be if you enjoy these movies, 
continue, continue go see them, still do what you're going to do. And play and, spot the lie. And exactly. And then point out, you hold a mirror to what you're watching and, and bring to light those, those scenes. I just saw, I just saw the new Spider-Man last night. Like literally I saw it. Homecoming? Uh, no, the new one that's in theater. No, Cause I just watched that one like a week ago. The Spider-Man ones are my favorite, so mm-hmm. like, let's not bash Spider-Man. But I mean, like, uh, <laughs> um, was was very interesting is that the 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 villain in the new one is Mysterio, who's all about illusion, and it's like it's just very so like the the whole point of the movie is that like Peter has to bring to light this mirage. So I would say almost play the Peter Parker in the, in the <laughs> situation where it's nice. like you're watching a movie like Thor when Jane Foster becomes Thor and yada yada I don't know how this that's his lady that's yeah. uh, Natalie Portman yeah. have fun with that um she becomes like Natalie Portman like just point out how stupid this is you know what I mean just point out how dumb these these things these things are it might be a fine movie it might be a very mu- muted pl- plot line but in all of these movies the new Lion King the new Aladdin the new Star Wars movies we can we can we can play spot the lie and get yourselves into conversations with the people who who aren't watching them until they in, in my opinion until they cross a line that I'm not willing to. So can I even suggest a, a slightly more radical? So that's that's going to be Chris's strategy. Here's this and this has been my strategy a little bit. Like the writing's been on the wall for a while with Marvel. Have no time to watch any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have 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 kids. Yeah. Um, no no but uh, uh, and this has kind of been my strategy. So I didn't go see. Um, any of it in theater, right? The the only movies I've seen in theaters for the last number of years have been the Star Wars movies. We all we go with a bunch of people from the church, um, and which is interesting. But a bunch of the guys from the church, I should say. Um, but uh, I, I, I like Endgame, um, Infinity War, um, Black Panther, um, the uh, the newest uh, um, Captain America, the Spider Mans. I didn't go see any of them in the theater. Now. Now, truly, part of part of that is I just don't have time to go see movies, unfortunately, and movies are expensive these days, yada, yada, yada. But I think it is far easier for, and I watched all of them, uh, well, I did at the time, watch them all on Netflix when they, when they eventually came to Netflix. So what's interesting is I would just say, I didn't, I didn't contribute anything to any of the Marvel movies in terms of the money they would have seen at the box mm-hmm. office. And theater is really where it hurts, right? It doesn't. Free, right? Like, and if you don't go see it in the theater, that's where they get the most amount of money, right? Because they get a lot of these blockbusters, they get concession um, uh, percentages and all that kind of stuff. So I would just say, think about that. And and I don't know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling anybody, I'm not trying to bind anybody's conscience here. I think, like you said, until they cross a line that I'm not willing to go see. So I don't know what that line is. Maybe wait and see what the Thor is like, maybe wait and see whatever is like. I would probably say the X-Men movie, I can already see the writing on the wall. That's probably going to be brutal, especially with a few, you know, non-binary gender, you know, X, two-spirit, whatever's um, in the, in the X-Men movies. But uh, I would just say whatever that line is, when you, when you, when they cross it, and I'm not saying you can't enjoy these movies. I'm not saying you can't like the action. Some people really like the sci-fi. Some of it, most of it, honestly, for, at least for me with Marvel and stuff like that, it's all nostalgia. I don't really care that much. I'm not invested in their storylines because guess what spoiler alert the infinity wars comic book miniseries was way better than the infinity wars movie come on but um but most of it is nostalgia so wait just wait it out don't go see it in the theaters and uh and that so that would be maybe one of my suggestions like as christians don't 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 contribute to the going wokeness of of disney 
they're, they don't need your help. <laughs> they're yeah, already going there. I, I think it's very interesting. There's, it's almost like the, uh, there's a two tone strategy, right? Like, um, there's the Daniel strategy where it's like, be set apart. Right. Even though there's nothing wrong with going to see it, like Daniel ate vegetables, not, and I believe not because he actually thought there was any problem with the meat or anything for health, just simply to set himself up, set him and the other Israelites apart from the Babylonians. Right. There's that, which is what I think your strategy would be right. to be like, I'm just going to set myself apart. I'm going to, I'm going to boycott them in the theater just so that people know that I'm not behind this, this right. movement. And then I would say there's the, there's like almost like the Jesus like strategy where he's like, he was in the bars, but he wasn't partaking. Right. You know what I mean? He was in there, he was chatting, he was doing it. And that would be, more, I would say more my, my strategy with this, like where I'm like, okay, I want to be trying able to, to say I'm Daniel and you're Jesus. No, I was just saying strategy wise. If the shoe fits, <laughs> no, just. But I mean, like more, more like I, I'm gonna get. I think I'm gonna have more fruit yeah. in the conversations no, with my coworkers at work yeah. if I've seen the movie before. It becomes like nobody talks about movies once they rewatch them on Netflix. Whereas when they're in the theater, that's when everybody's wanting to point. chat about, it, which is when it's fresh in their minds that I can point out the inaccuracies and the the subtle lies that are being told that don't right. line up. So I think, it, I think it's simply like one of those things like, but for instance, I think, I think you're bang on with the new mutant one because that crosses a line that I'm not willing to cross. Right. I didn't see captain Marvel in the theater. I still haven't seen captain Marvel um, because I have no interest in a, in yeah, a female lead character. I won't see the new star Wars movie in the theater because, well, I say that today, but it's still six, four months away. I'm hoping that I, I'm strong enough to resist not seeing. I've seen every other one in the theater. Let's be honest. Um, resist seeing it in the theater. Right. Because I, because of the, the line they've publicly crossed in terms of like, um, what the, JJ, the, yeah, JJ Abrams putting his money towards fighting, uh, abortion. Exactly. Laws and, so yeah. I'm like, okay, well then I'll, then I, I might boycott that, you know what I mean? Because I want to be set apart at that thing. So I just think, I think we need to play the strategy game and, but like the main takeaway over there that is to remember our goals in everything. Our goal is the advancement of the gospel. So whatever is whatever we're doing, we're doing for that reason, not for a political reason at all. It's to advance the gospel, to make Jesus's name great among the nations. And however best that is for you and whatever your conscience is laid on based on the word of God to do is what I would suggest in that situation. Does that make sense? Amen. Love it. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Um, I I was going to end with go get woke, but that's uh, the Awakening Reformation's ending. And uh, based on the episode, we don't want you to get woke. So go get biblical. Go get- <laughs> Which, <would be laughs> Which is really what they mean by woke on Awakening Reformation. Like woke Reformation, to the truth. Yeah, like- that's what they mean, yeah. Can we just tell a little funny story before we close? Sure. That when you came back from vacation in the church, that somebody had drawn like get woke on the like, I know. <laughs> on like our, our like, little prayer room board. And it's yeah. like, it's is clearly it like a- supposed to be you or me. Yeah. I, I assume you because like, why would they draw a picture me and your church but I mean like um, the only reason I said this because the head was way too big yeah. for you um, <laughs> like beard whole thing saying get woke and I was from the like pulpit yeah it was funny like you wouldn't say that so yeah. I thought it was funny yeah that was funny alright see you next week 